Your ears you keep, and I'll tell you why. So that every shriek of every child at seeing your hideousness will be yours to cherish. Every babe that weeps at your approach, every woman who cries out, Dear God, what is that thing? will echo in your perfect ears. That is what to the pain means. It means I leave you in anguish, wallowing in freakish misery forever. The Princess Bride You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And we could not pass up an opportunity to quote Princess Bride this month. There are so many good Princess Bride quotes for the topic we are covering today, and that is the idea of pain. This is actually one that even prior to starting this podcast, I've spent a lot of time researching not only how different kinds of pain feel, depending on the type of strike and that kind of thing, but how long it lasts, how long it takes for your body to react. All of these things are an important part of conveying any type of physical conflict and any kind of danger that your characters are in. And we do want to be clear, we are talking about physical pain and injury today, not emotional pain. Emotional pain is a different vein of pain entirely. It may present in some similar ways. You can have physical consequences for emotional pain. But we are talking specifically about things like getting punched, getting stabbed, and what pain does to you, your body, and how to describe it in a story. I recently read a book where the main character just kept brushing off and ignoring pain. Like, he broke his arm in the middle of combat once, and he ignored the pain until after combat. Not only is this an uninteresting way of portraying this particular combat and ignoring the consequences of whatever he's doing, but it's a lot less fun for you as a storyteller. I don't know how you can be an author without some kind of malicious bone. Honestly, you have to put your characters through the worst of things. You also need to look at the timeline of when you are describing the pain versus when the injury occurred. If it just happened and you have that colliding moment, you're going to have words like a stabbing pain, a zap, a splash of pain sometimes, or a snap and a crunch. Especially if it does things that aren't bone related, you'll have a stun, a pinch, a twinge, maybe a pang if it's a little lesser. Pain can even travel after the point of impact, so that would be like pain that gushed or clashed around the body somehow. Now, if you are moving on in the time and it's the same scene, but they are still dealing with that injury in almost an immediate sense, you're going to have more of like that smarting pain that's that sharp, consistent pain. If there's a lot of blood flowing to it, it can be throbbing. Or if there's not enough blood flowing to it, it can tingle. Sometimes if it's an organ, it can be pounding, especially the head, and excruciating pain. Or maybe you don't have feeling in that arm, and as it returns, it starts to tingle, and there's that weird numb feeling where you know it's there and it exists, but it's not functioning correctly. And the part of pain that I feel most people mistakenly overlook is the days after the conflict. Those words were often using things like soreness, ache, if it's worse, agony, perhaps misery, wallowing, writhing, 
these types of things that happen to your character or to a character that your POV character is looking at that shows they are still in pain from the impact of this event. Especially if something happens like a broken bone, it is going to be a continuous pain for a while. And you may have moments where the more immediate and the just post-immediate pains return. Some antonyms to keep in mind as you are writing these things that are pained. Something like comfort or relaxing ease. These are often things that your character is striving toward. They would really like, but if they actually showed up, anyone with any medical sense would be panicking. (laughs) It's like, oh, I feel better. Nothing hurts anymore. That's a problem. You're probably in a thing called shock. So when I broke my leg, I did not feel pain until I got to the hospital about 10 minutes later. Because when I hit the ground and it snapped, my body went into immediate shock. And I went, huh, I think I broke my leg. It would have been the most unrealistic thing to write by the sounds of it. But that's exactly what happened. Just a very deadpan, huh. And there was my foot hanging the wrong direction. One of the things that I see people do incorrectly when looking at the timeline surrounding combat is the character in the moment should not be looking backward. This is not the time for that. If they're looking beyond this exact moment, they're looking forward. And a lot of that has to do with the consequences of what happens if you don't win the fight. Anticipation of pain will be easier to describe effectively. If the axe bit in my shoulder, I'd lose, not just the fight, but my life. The anticipation of that's going to really hurt and possibly kill me, so let's not let that happen. Now, I do want to reinforce that there is a purpose for pain. If you have a character who does not feel pain, this is not a positive. This is not a superhero type ability to not feel pain. Pain is your body communicating its needs to you, the person, so that you can fix whatever it is. So when your character is feeling pain, some of their physical reactions are the easiest ways to communicate that, mostly because we're familiar with it as an audience, but also the body reacts before the mind is really willing. Keep in mind that whatever is hurting, the rest of the body will curl into it. If I burn my hands, I'm going to pull it to my stomach. I actually burned my stomach the other day and I bent over to protect it. It was an instinct curling into the pain. Or if I get hit on the side of the neck, my shoulder is going to come up to my ear to protect that part of my neck. Some of the other physical reactions you'll get with pain go beyond that initial stinging pain or stabbing pain or whatever it is. You are likely going to get some sweating. You're going to get some nausea. And even adult men are going to cry if the pain is severe enough. If it's your masculine male hero, da-da-da, fanfare kind of character, his eyes will water. But this is a reaction to pain that everyone has. So you have a better understanding of what pain looks like. How do we show it in the story? A lot of the times, the pain that you're describing is going to be not really relatable, especially if you're writing sci-fi or fantasy. Your reader is not going to know what it's like to be shot with a dark lightning spell or with arcane magic, but you can imagine the pain of dipping your arm into boiling water. 
So that's your resource. Use metaphors that people will understand that are familiar enough to everyday pain that they can understand how that is. You don't get shot every day, but you can describe it as the searing pain as a hole rips through you. Also relating these types of pain to what someone can imagine is helpful in defining the scale. If someone shoots a spell at me and it feels like a bee sting, ow, I definitely notice it. It'll hurt as compared to a sentient chainsaw running after you and chopping your arm off. These are vivid images that your reader can comprehend the scale and the level of pain. Also, like we mentioned briefly before, the thought about the future and that anticipation of pain also relates to how they respond to it. If somebody gets cut, that's going to scar, rather than that's like when it scarred last time. So think of the future consequences of the injury they just received. I also highly encourage you to use those quote-unquote weaker pain words. Those can be a lot more powerful and enhance your pain levels for your characters in a lot of ways. I know when I was first starting to write, I leaned on the especially strong ones and it just felt dramatic. So I would say only about 25% of your pain words are these huge agony writhing pain words. Most of them should be smaller words like tingle or that splash of pain. If everything has the same level of pain, then there's no pain. So you do need to make sure you're varying the levels of pain through the story and how you describe them so that if one injury is worse than the other, it actually represents it accurately. Also remember, numbness can be far more terrifying than agony because at least with agony, you know it's still there. You know it still works. But if something is suddenly numb, you usually can't use it anymore and it may never come back to use. If your point of view character is seeing pain, witnessing pain in somebody else, they're going to see things like gritted teeth or muscles flexing, like strange muscles, especially if they're trying to control their reaction to that pain, they will be making sounds. There's gonna be a lot of grunting and groaning and screaming and agonizing wails. Often a reaction to pain is going to be their eyes squeeze closed because, oh, that hurts. And then they're curling into the pain. The biggest thing I want to encourage you as an author to do when writing pain is to let it last longer than the moment of impact. And maybe just one hit per fight the character feels later on. These things that last over pages and it'll ebb and flow and the character will be more and less aware of it. That's part of how we exist. But if an old war injury is still bothering him 15, 20 years later, it probably really, really hurt at the time. Regardless of how we describe that actual impact, if we're feeling it later, it probably really hurt. To go along with that, don't forget about the injuries you inflict on your characters. I think this is something I have a problem with. Somebody will get like a broken nose and then the next scene it'll be just fine. So make sure you're tracking and keeping tally on the injuries and the kind of realistic timeline for repair. Keep that in mind as you write your stories and you write your pain. And you write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 